The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hey everybody! Hi, welcome <laughs> to the Rough House. Uh, I'm Christoph. I'm Marty, and uh, man, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. We we got Elimination Chamber tonight. Guess who had an oh shit moment when he realized it was tonight? <laughs> uh, we've we've got a new IWGP champion. We do. Uh, we've got uh, a new main event for WrestleMania, quote unquote. Yep, that's happened. We have uh, we, we have marriages falling apart on social media. Yeah, we do. We've got uh, number one contenders for championships squaring up with cops on the side of the road. Yeah, we do. We've got uh, God. We've got a new. We got a new. Yeah, we got it. We got a new PC class. Yeah, we do. Um, God. I, I can't even remember every everything else. Uh, a little bit of everything, it's but exhausting. I, I, yeah, but I I think I think we should start with the most recent of these incidents. Oh boy! Which is uh, for those who missed it last night, uh, Amy Polanski, I believe I'm saying the last name Polanski. correctly. Uh, the real life wife, ex wife of one Corey Graves, uh, yeah. took to the web. Uh, to take him down verbally. Um, so the preface of this really was last week, Corey Graves had kind of a meltdown on the internet. Yes, he did. And he went after a whole bunch of people, like it, very akin to JBL's drunken Twitter escapades. Yeah. Uh, except for it was, you know, the new school JBL doing it. Um, and I saw someone throw out, oh, well, apparently he's getting divorced or he's separated. So it's a hard time. And I, I haven't heard anything about that. Right. But yeah. uh, now the yeah. world has. Oh, yeah. Has. It, is, it has all been aired out. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's a uh, today. The, this day and age sucks. Can it does. Just, it does. Just, it's can awful. we just put that out there? <laughs> yeah. This this is this is not stuff that would have happened 20 years ago, maybe 25, 30 years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, the internet was a thing 20 years ago. God, yeah. fuck, we're getting 
getting old. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just had a realization right there that yes. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, the internet was a thing. 20 years ago, ago, the Sega Dreamcast came out, sir. Oh, man. Well, uh, anyway, this day and age sucks. Um, yes. And, you know, the, the life of a pro wrestler slash somebody who works for WWE uh, traveling to events, it's got to be a tough life um mm-hmm. you know on the road what 300 days a year or something like that yeah uh, if not if not a little bit less but uh you know you're on the road a lot you're away from your family a lot and you're surrounded by you know like-minded people um mm-hmm. and sometimes those like-minded people uh when they're away from their families like to hang out together and sometimes hanging out together goes much farther than that so you yeah. know that's why you usually see wrestlers um, getting involved with other wrestlers or people within the organization. You know, it's happened for many, many years. You got AJ and Punk, you got Zelina Vega and Alistair Black, um, you know. Matt uh, Hardy and Lita. Yeah. Edge and Lita. Edge, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Edge and Val Venus's sister. It goes on and on and on, mostly Edge. with Edge. Edge. <laughs> Edge, was, Edge got around, man. He yeah, got it in. Did. Although, so yeah, did Punk. Did. Punk, yeah. um, Punk got oh, yeah. his in as well. Punk, if you were uh, a lady on the roster in the mid two thousands, Punk had at least a, a hot minute with you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. good on him. But he, yeah. he ended up he ended up okay throughout the whole thing. Sure, um, Corey Graves may not. So apparently his wife, uh, or apparently he has been spending some little extra time with uh, with Carmella, the princess of Staten Island. Not what I would have expected. Definitely would have thought Mandy Rose. An odd pairing, yeah. Yeah, that, that that makes a little bit more sense. Definitely not Sonya Deville. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But I I was I was definitely thinking that Mandy Rose, uh, not only A, because he talks about her all the time on commentary, yeah, but B, oh, of course that's why they do an angle where she's stealing someone's husband. Like right. I, I I immediately uh, just put one on one together, but no, yeah. it's Carmella. And look, we only know one side of the story. And and I I hesitate to say good or ill on either side here i'm just saying we've heard one side of the story dudes getting blowed up on the internet uh after a, a, a period of time sunday into monday where he blew up the internet himself yeah it's not a good look for any side here well i saw in i don't know the validity behind this but it was on reddit this morning if somebody yeah. uh screenshotted some more text uh of, of graves talking to somebody um about how you know his his wife ex-wife is is you know ruining things or has blown her up her own spot or something about her ego. yeah yeah and i don't he, know then the last line he said about she's gonna flip her shit when she finds out that that total divas just messaged him yeah oh cool boy. that's uh cool that's you know i don't need nothing's that. more punk rock than total divas hey, hey man it's money i get yeah. it yeah. uh you know and they're going through some lineup changes which is another news story from the week rusev and lana yeah. out uh yeah. sonia deville and ronda rousey in yeah ratings are in the shitter for that show lowest ever so they're trying to get some more eyes so uh, i'm not sure sonya will do it you know she'll probably bring in some lgbt eyes um mm-hmm. but uh but R- ronnie ronna rousey is really uh you know their last ditch effort to get some eyes on that show it's gonna be interesting for for ronda to be on the show if the rumors are true and she's bouncing post mania uh, i heard uh earlier this week actually it's gonna be bouncing post mania coming back in time for survivor series 
Okay. Uh, I don't know how that works because that ain't how long a baby exists. But no, you know, maybe, maybe it's not for a kid. Maybe it's just some. That's true. It could be for something else. Could be TV, movies, anything else. Sure, yeah. But it is going to be kind of interesting if the angle is well. She took time away. Now let's film her while she's taking time away. Like I don't know. Yeah. Especially because doesn't she do like a whole video diary thing for her own website? Like it feels uh, kind of redundant. Apparently, but I've never watched it because she's kind of a garbage human being. So yes, uh, accurate, I, very I, true. I don't really want to hear her hot takes on uh on vaxing or Sandy Hook or anything like that. Nine mm-hmm. eleven. What has been proven to be a terrible, uh, terrible source of everything in regards to that. So yeah, uh, not great. Not I enjoy great. watching in the ring. I enjoy some uh, some bikini show uh, photos that show up when wrestle with the plot. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with all that, but uh, you know, this is, I don't I don't need to hear her talk about her thoughts and uh, her opinions on things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, let's talk about her in the ring because the big storyline, the big I angle this segue. week. Yeah, there you go. Uh, big storyline, <laughs> big angle this week was uh, the WrestleMania main event in the mm-hmm. balance as Becky Lynch was asked to apologize formally to Steph and Triple H for her actions mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was the whole three-hour plotline raw. Um, yeah, really stretched that motherfucker out. <clears throat> other things happened. Hey, the revival became tag team champions. Oh yeah, the <laughs> excitement of a handful of people. Yeah. Um, seemingly based on the photo, not including the revival, because like when they had when they posted that image of them with Triple H, uh, yeah. when they won the NXT tag belts, and now like you could just see the life deaden in their eyes. Yeah, that is not good. That Um, was that is defeat in victory is what that is. Yeah, not not great. Also kind of weird for the go home show for Elimination Chamber to really focus on WrestleMania. Uh, But that's besides the point. So three hours long, Becky's backstage hemming and hawing, talking with a whole bunch of people, including Finn Balor, which I'm sure set off the Internet in all sorts of ways. the basically the the faces that birthed the million fanfics right there mm. uh yeah i i would pay for that both yep. sides of that yeah yep yep yes um so becky comes out mm-hmm. and she apologizes right kind of a polarizing thing this week uh people hemming and hawing on it uh definitely tempers down the she's a new steve austin comparison for now Steve Austin would not apologize but she apologized yeah and she got her match back for about 20 seconds because here comes Vince McMahon and he says yeah no the apology is not good enough for me you need someone with poise you need someone with legacy you need Charlotte Flair that's pretty good and it's a very Vince McMahon thing for him to have done that in many many ways and it also makes very little sense in terms of what they've been doing over the past what month you know when they came out and blamed baron corbin for all the terrible ratings and everything they say that you know it's another new era and you know we're in charge and as in the fans and not the mcmahons Mm -hmm. and then you know fast forward three weeks after the royal rumble and it's all mcmahon all the time um on raw you know the the mcmahon helmsley regime forcing the apology and then getting it and then vince just saying well we just wasted three hours of your time because it doesn't matter so here's here's charlotte flair in the main event and the internet explodes in a uh, rage of fury now i have to say i wasn't angry about this because i know where the long game is sure we have two pay-per-views before mania one yeah. tonight another one in a few weeks for fast lane 
Right. Because oh, God knows it can't just be Royal Rumble and Mania. Yeah. Uh, we, we need more shit along the way. Mm-hmm. More speed bumps on the road to WrestleMania. So I knew there was going to be some sort of hinkiness to get Charlotte in the mix. And, right. and yes, I would prefer Ronda versus Becky. But I understand the concept of doing a three-way match. It, it adds another bit of prestige to Charlotte. It adds another name. If Ronda is going away, you now have two people who have the rub of being in the first women's main event, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm fine with it. And honestly, between Raw, SmackDown, and all of her social media shit over the course of the week, shitty heel Charlotte Flair is the best Charlotte Flair I've ever seen. Cheers. Fucking fantastic. Just mm-hmm. the, the shit eating grin the mm-hmm. moment she came out, the way she's been interacting with people online. Losing an entitlement. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I I love it. And in turn, it's going to make presumably when Becky wins all the sweeter. Right. Right. Because she's she not only beating off. Ronnie and, you know, the baddest woman on the planet, but she's also in you know theory beating charlotte you know one who's their history goes back many many years mm-hmm, and has many mm-hmm. chapters to it and two who's been just a raging mega cunt uh storyline wise yes. so what more uh you know satisfaction do you need than your top babyface outlaw coming in and just wrecking them both and you know the triple threat also provides them you know an out Um, Mm -hmm. So that whichever one doesn't get pinned or submitted, you know, has a claim to rematch whenever um, at some point. Backlash, presumably. (laughs) Sure. So the the storytelling um, um, options are are greater at that point. And, you know, like we said over the past, what, week or two, like, however this match is booked, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's a triple threat, it's going to be a great match. Undoubtedly. Um, so, you know, the way the, you know, the, 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 the other smarks on the internet are losing their mind over, you know, Charlotte being the, the female Roman Reigns or the female John Cena and just getting put into a main event, whatever, because uh, she's a flair and blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. The match is going to be great and you're still going to watch it. And yeah. um, it's, it's still going to be one of the better things on the card. So, uh, so shut the fuck up and enjoy it. Yeah. Like if we learn nothing else from the Roman Reigns thing. The problem isn't the person. The problem is the way the story is told. Right. And honestly, I think the way this is being told so far, pretty damn good. Because unlike with Roman Reigns, where we got so frustrated, we're supposed to be frustrated with Charlotte. Right. We're supposed to be frustrated with Vince McMahon. We're supposed to be frustrated with the entitlement of the Flair legacy and all these things. It works. And, you know, if she's going to be an absolute dickhead the entire way to Mania, I'm here for it. I, I look forward to it. You're getting worked, Marks. You're getting worked, and exactly. it's working. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm enjoying it. And then they continued the story last night, Saturday night, mm-hmm. on a house show in, I think, Louisiana. Uh, Charlotte was beating up Oscar with a kendo stick. Um, and then Becky comes through the crowd and convenient how all the cameras were there just in time for that for the house <laughs> show. Um, and Becky, you know comes in for the save and starts beating up on Charlotte and Charlotte attacks and quote re-injures the left knee of Becky Lynch. So further just putting another obstacle. They're just mounting all this yeah. shit up for Becky to overcome. Like at some point it's going to be like, she's going to have to, you know, run the gauntlet on the entire women's division to get to fucking Ronnie and Charlotte at, at yeah. WrestleMania. And you know, which would be great. So, yeah. uh, 
just just let it rock. They're telling the story. Sit back, enjoy the ride, and uh, you know I'm excited to be there for uh, this match. However, it pans out at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Now, also on the SmackDown side of things, we had a switch up in their main event for Elimination Chamber as Mustafa Ali unfortunately pulled from the match. Uh, turns out that black guy he had last week was a lot worse than anticipated uh, as he did get, I believe, a concussion from that. And also he's been working with a tailbone injury. So they just said, hey, better safe than sorry. Let's pull you out of Elimination Chamber. Let's not uh, let's not ruin a good thing we have going here. Yeah. And we got a new competitor added to it. And then over the next hour, I dare say we built who could be the next SmackDown champion. But won't, but could. (laughs) uh, I honestly, really, all I'm saying is you could do a surprise tonight. You've got fast lane to take it all back. Okay. But Kofi Kingston added to the six man elimination chamber match tonight at Elimination Chamber, and uh, what they did was a another fantastic gauntlet match. WWE's been really good with the gauntlet matches lately. Uh, between this and uh, the one that they had with Seth Rollins late last year on Raw, they did a tag team one as well on SmackDown yeah. within the past year or two. But I, you know, it's there's been a number of them, but it hasn't been too many. And I, mm-hmm. I always enjoy a gauntlet match because it's just uh, it's just exciting. You know, you really get to allow some of these performers, in this case Kofi, to really go out there and show what they can, in his case, still do. Um, you know, Kofi was a t- upper mid-card guy for mm-hmm. a number of years before, you know, being uh, grouped in with the New Day, which, you know, obviously that's been a tag team. And he has uh, had a number of tag team championships as well over his yeah. career for New Day. But, um, you know, you, you, you kind of just say, oh, it's just Kofi, you know. Uh, but then he gets a chance to go out there and really show uh, what what Pops can do. And he just fucking slayed it out there. He pinned Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, he pinned Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah. He pinned Samoa Joe as well, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then was submitted by AJ Styles. Yeah, not a bad way to go in that match. No, no. And, uh, you know, he got he got all fired up, like the point where, you know, AJ being the good guy he was didn't want to didn't want to engage because, you know, he saw how much Kofi had already been through. And Kofi just got all fired up. He's like, man, no, you're going to fight. Fight me. It's been 11 years. This is my time. And he was like, fuck yeah, Kofi. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, mm-hmm. dude got it. Uh, he exactly. got in and got the crowd behind him. And now, you know, there's that photo of him holding the WWE championship photo. Photoshop running around all over the internet now. Yeah. Uh, and people people are sharing it because they're into it because he he sold it. He bought it. He we bought in. Yeah, we we talk all the time about the ineffectiveness of WWE booking. Well, over the course of one hour of one show, yeah. you took a guy from being part of a beloved comedy trio yeah. to being a main event championship level star. It's not that hard. You you give the guys the opportunity to shine. Now, granted. Kofi stepped up. He didn't just, you know, rest on his laurels and go, oh, okay, I have these, you know, sure. three, four wins that I'm going to get, and that's it. He looked the best he's looked in ages. And that says a lot because the New Day have a great resume of awesome tag matches. Mm-hmm. But I can't recall the last time Kofi Kingston as a single star looked this polished. And you could tell he he saw the opportunity. He rose to the opportunity and really just blew everyone, including us watching at home, away. 
you put away at the end there. I was like, I don't get a job out of this. God damn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and and the mat, yeah, the, the the match itself was was really good. Daniel Bryan, you know, I believe he opened it up with the uh, with the promo. Um, mm-hmm. He had a, Rowan on his side. Rowan this week in um, in 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 folk power metal t shirts. He had a Corpic Lonnie shirt on, mm-hmm. who are a, a Finnish uh, metal band. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Uh, the song uh, Vodka is great. They also have a song called Tequila. They enjoy oh. um, so yeah, corporate clown is good stuff. Uh, last week was Amana Marth. He had a uh, god, it was another one he wore, Ailstorm, I believe, a couple weeks back. Um, but anyway, that's he just really me. should be wearing Earth Crisis. I'm just saying to, to tie into <laughs> the gimmick, it'll get there. It'll get there. Yeah. That's yeah. more, they're more of a hardcore band, but well, I, I recognize, I'm just saying it, it ties into the whole crazy I mean, vegan side of things, yeah. But Eric the Red, uh, definitely that's has his, uh, his, his, his power metal uh, side to him, so uh, so yeah, um, um. Yeah, that's that's. I just want to talk about Corpaclani. That's all. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and hey, while we're talking about uh, gauntlet matches, I'm going to take a moment to plug myself, if that's okay, Chris. Oh, please do. Well, uh, as I've mentioned many times on the Patreon episode, and I always forget to mention on the free episode, I, your dear co-host of the Roughhouse Podcast, I'm also the co-host of something called Super Art Fight. It's like pro wrestling meets Pictionary. We're coming to the Black Cat on March the 8th. And we will have a gauntlet match headlining that show. So uh, it's really a a stupid, crazy, stupid, fun time. And I'd love to see some of the OG 538. So if you're near DC, want to head to the legendary Black Cat, come see us March the 8th, superhardfight.com for all the details. It's a fine and wonderful venue. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's still weird to me that we get to play there. Like, I, I, well, you've done the auto bar. Auto bar is just as, uh, if not more uh, notorious. That's the thing. Like, I think it's because we started at the auto bar that there isn't like that thing. And like, Black Cat was one of those venues that we would like, you know, if it was a band that wasn't coming to Baltimore, we'd go to DC to see them. So there's like a weird prestige to it. It's also if we ever got to play uh, First Unitarian Church in Philly, that's another one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And I'd be like, holy shit, this is so weird. Even though it's just, you know, a fucking church in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The place (laughs) that Dillinger Escape Plan built and tore down many, many a time. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) They're the house band there. (laughs) I've tried to get us there before. It's a lot harder than you'd think. Philly is a fucking nightmare to book but what that's about the tla you ever tried a tla uh we've tried a whole bunch of places truck truck has a smaller uh uh upstairs yeah no there no. there's like one primary booking group there uh, yeah okay. and they're really hard to get on the radar of gotcha, alas gotcha. alas yeah. but anyway. that's that's besides the point speaking of booking shows aew had their second show in the books <laughs> There you go. God damn it. You're a master of your craft. (laughs) Uh, They had their second show officially go on sale this week and it completely sold out four Four minutes. minutes. Now, granted, most of the tickets sold during the pre-sale on uh, Tuesday. But then on Thursday, the remaining, oh, 150, 200 tickets went on sale and sold out within four minutes. Uh, So... There you go. That's two sellouts from the former Bullet Club guys. AEW uh, officially arriving with a sold-out show. Now, look, everyone wants to move the goalposts. The minute this came out, sold out in four minutes, the internet went, that's cool. How much of that was local? Like, can't we for just one second? No, no. No, Appreciate. They can't. They, they're, they, uh, it's, so, so, just, just for one minute so exhausting and frustrating just for one minute just, just kind of go shake 
some motherfuckers in the face and say, hey, listen, it's let people be successful. Yeah. Fuck off. Let okay. people enjoy things. Uh, they just now look. look, I recognize they drew the building only what 300 more people than watched Impact on Pursuit. But the fact is, <laughs> the fact is, they sold out their first show. That's a great start. And I think that's as good as a start as you could ask for. It's the best start you could ask for. And yet there's still, you know, everybody finding any reason possible to say this is going to fail. And it's not uh, it's not a coup or not anything uh, to, you know, put on a pedestal or celebrate or anything. And fuck off. Okay. Listen, <laughs> this, is, this is a company with a billion plus dollar bankroll potentially obviously they're not going to sink a billion dollars into this thing but the financer behind it has that much uh money right. so that's behind it <clears throat> and you have a guy uh his the, the aforementioned billionaire's son running it and you know th there's there's been some talk oh he's he's just some uh some some rich rich boy's son uh mark who's booking this thing and you couldn't be further from the truth tony khan was on uh talk is jericho this week and if you want a little peek into this guy listen to that podcast because not only is he a successful businessman in his own right he's yeah. um a president uh, the, the president of the jacksonville jaguars and he ha has his own sports analytics company yeah uh, and, and presented this to his father the aforementioned billionaire as a business not as a pet project uh mm -hmm. there's a business plan there's you know there's um a business plan. I don't have to go in more. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. The, the There's guy, a plan behind it. The the guy has built his name on in the sports world, looking beyond just you know TV ratings, looking to see yeah. what moves the needle, both in terms of performance on the field and reaction from fans and all these different things. This is this is what he's built his life on. He moneyballs so, it. Exactly. So, of course, one of the first things he does is he looks at the guys who aren't signed, who have gone incredibly viral over the years. These are yeah. guys who, without being part of the established system, got their T-shirts and Hot Topic, have millions of YouTube views, all these different things. And look, I'm just as much as anyone else roll my eyes at the idea of like YouTubers or influencers, or all these different things. Fact is, they have an audience. Fact is, they have people who very clearly, two times in a row now, want to pay to see them. Yeah. Applying that same logic that has clearly worked in other sports to professional wrestling. I don't know if it's going to work. No one knows if it's going to work. This isn't just like an immediate layup sort of thing. But so far, one show in, it's... I would assume financially successful. Cause let's be honest. If you can't, if you can't run the MGM grand and make money running the MGM grand, you probably shouldn't be running the MGM grand. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens on the whole, but there's something very tangible and real. And even if you want to look at him and go, Oh, well, he's a businessman who doesn't know what he's doing. He's one of us. He's a gigantic wrestling nerd. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he he talked about on the podcast taking asking uh, uh, asking his dad to go to Philly with him to go see an ECW show. Yeah, with fucking Jericho and uh, Two Cold Scorpio way back yeah. in the fucking day. It was like we one of Jericho's last matches in ECW, and he yeah. 
the dude knows his shit. Like yeah. he is not just a WWE mark. I mean, he uh, New Japan, All Japan, Lucha stuff. He knows his wrestling, and you know he's a smart guy, a busy guy, um, but a, a smart guy. And I think you know the the more it, it kind of you know because I had a couple questions about him as well, but listening to that and hearing you know one how he spoke and he spoke you know like an educated, uh, smart, <laughs> put together person, which is right. great for anybody who's a wrestling fan <laughs> yeah yeah there aren't that many <laughs> <laughs> we're few and far between um so that that helped and the fact that you know he has a passion for it uh helps as well you know whereas i think ted turner back in the day may have enjoyed some wrestling ted turner didn't have a passion and ted turner wasn't you know picking up uh, uh sending somebody for tapes of old memphis wrestling he liked rick flair and that was pretty much it right he's like oh this guy could uh sell some advertisements for me yeah that's yeah that's that's where uh where ted got into the wrestling business but uh yeah this is this is a different thing and it's really unprecedented because this is this has never been done any any other promotion has started very, very small and and worked so hard to get to any level of success that they have. Nobody, to my recollection, has ever just came in with a bankroll and saying, all right, motherfuckers, here we are. Let's do this shit. Um, I guess maybe Impact? Uh, sort of. Uh, TNA at the time, because I, 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 straight up, uh, here's, here is a, a rough-ass admission. Uh, I ordered the first TNA pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you. yeah, you yeah. scallywag, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, back when it was the plan was we're gonna do weekly shows. I bought right. that first show. Um, it was not designed with that level of backing. There was money behind it, but it wasn't the money that would later come into it. Uh, Dixie right. Carter was not as involved. It was all a Jerry and Jeff Jarrett yeah. thing yeah. where they received funding from outside companies, but it wasn't someone taking their fortune and saying, let's do this and do this properly. It was, yeah. it was more just uh, a, a random scenario over time where Panda energy who was giving them money went, ah, what the hell we'll buy it. Sure. So it, it is, I, I, the closest comparison is probably Ted Turner, but even Ted Turner didn't come to it because he loves wrestling. He came to it because it got ratings on TBS. And when right. the time came, he went, all right, Vince is buying out all this other stuff. Clearly there needs to be a cash infusion. So I have something on my network and that's where world championship wrestling came from. This is definitely a different level. And, you know, if these TV deals are real, and I would assume they are, because Jericho has said that's why he signed, that's when things get interesting. Right. There is a legitimate television network behind AEW, and it isn't just like, oh, okay, well, they're on, you know, uh, uh, be in sports or, or, uh, pursuit or any of these other channels. If they're on something like a TBS, a TNT, a Paramount network, something that people have <laughs> yeah it's it's going to make things interesting and i really want to see another option grow well and <clears throat> here's my thing it is i mean the answer is probably yes but i'm just trying to devil's advocate here is t weekly tv a necessity right now um, you know, in terms of bringing in revenue, yes, I understand that, you know, mm -hmm. that and the, the rights and revenue from advertisements is, is paramount, no pun intended in, uh, in, in, in earning money as a wrestling promotion right now. But 
you know, I feel like these guys, both the elite and and Tony Khan and Jericho, you know, he's not an official board member, but he they look to him for a lot of uh, a lot of advice on how to, how to get things done. He's been doing this for thirty years. I feel like if anybody can figure out a way to monetize successfully a wrestling promotion without TV, it's this group of people. Uh, whether it be you know via um, you know uh, a, a paywall on on online for mm-hmm. the elite or like something like that, um, and, and basing it around big shows, um, either what bi monthly or something like that, sure, as sure. To quarterly uh, merchandise obviously is going to have a big thing in it. There, there are. I feel like there are different ways to be successful and make money and still have, you know, this roster of people um, that can go out there and, and do things on their own. Not everybody signed exclusively. Some, a lot of these yeah. guys are still out there making their own way uh, in the world today. So I, I feel, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's a way to be successful without TV. Uh, I would say that there's a way to be successful without TV, uh, absolutely. But I also feel like if you look at the tea leaves in television, network television right now is throwing money hand over fist at live television. Yeah, Professional wrestling is a live program. It gives you that idea that these aren't shows that people are going to DVR. These aren't shows that people are going to stream later. These are shows that are going to be appointment television for people. No different than UFC, NBA, NHL, NASCAR, MLB, any of it. And in turn, I think that's why it's it's a key part of the process. Yeah, I think the focus is going to be they're going to build to pay-per-views, whether they're bi-monthly, quarterly, whatever it is. But the weekly TV concept is... Well, we know we always have this money coming in. And also, we always have this point of entry for people who have never heard of us. That's why a UFC, who for the longest time was just monthly Mm pay-per-views, that's why when a Fox came a-calling or Spike TV came a-calling or uh, now they're with ESPN came a-calling, it was this idea of, yeah, we want to get in front of your eyeballs because that becomes that first hit that gets you hooked. So could they survive without Proper television? Absolutely. But I think they would be foolish, especially with the money that's being thrown out there right now, to not pursue it to the fullest. No, I, I, you know, they are, obviously. And, yeah. you know, the, the rumor has it that they're close to announcing something. So, yeah, I was just, you know, I was just spitballing in the fact that, you know, we are in this uh, terrible digital age right now. So, you know, it's almost easier to text somebody a link to uh, a video of a match as opposed to saying, hey, you know, uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Turn on, you know, channel 318 on DirecTV and watch. This oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. You know, there there's just as a point of entry uh, to devil. Oh, and know? I will say this. If AEW does not focus on harvesting the digital age, whether yeah. it be by having a regularly updated YouTube page or having that augmented by clips and, and gifts on Twitter sure. and also an over the top thing like the ufc fight pass or wwe network where you pay x amount and therefore you get to watch the big shows because Uh you pay that monthly like if they aren't pursuing that in addition to again that's foolish because you need to have that flexibility in this day and age where people can find you anywhere and see your product anywhere yeah that's true well you know time will tell but you know let just let them enjoy a little bit of success here 
here, guys. You don't have to yeah. keep knocking them down and saying, well, well, until this happens, they're not a success. And they're just a bunch of indie hall, indie, indie booking bingo hall fuck nuts. You know, fuck yourself, okay? Uh, enjoy it. All right. Let's let it go. I'm fucking I'm sick of this shit, man. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. Now, that being said, let's go from complaining about smarks to having a smarky complaint. Hey, Chris, where's Asuka? <laughs> fuck if I know, dude. Uh, since the Royal Rumble, <laughs> no if, one's ready for Asuka, not even us. If I'm not mistaken, she's been on the what three episodes of SmackDown since the Rumble once, and it was for a pre recorded promo mm. video. Uh, she has had zero matches on TV, she has had zero uh inklings to what a feud could be leading into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is your SmackDown Women's Champion who, yeah. you know had built up a little bit of fire coming back, um, you know, winning this back at TLC against Charlotte and Becky, uh, and then defending it against Becky at the Royal Rumble. Both great matches. Both had a lot of uh, uh, marquee um, placement on the card and star power and attention to it. Uh, and she tapped out Becky Lynch, mind you, uh, and Please. has been completely absent over the past three weeks, which just boggles my fucking mind. And I get, you know, it's, it's not your main story. You know, obviously Charlotte, Becky, Ronnie is the big story right here, but don't have two titles. If you can't uh, give enough time to at least fucking give her a squash match or something. Well, I, I, you know what, Chris, I was in the exact same boat. Then I had a moment. And I'm sure it's the moment that, unfortunately, WWE Creative ran to on the SmackDown women's side of things. There are no who, women. <laughs> yeah. Who who would she feud with right now? Becky and Charlotte are in a feud on Raw, even mm-hmm. though they're SmackDown women. Okay. Uh, the Iconics, Naomi and Carmella, are in the uh, Elimination Chamber women's tag title match. And so is Mandy and Sonya. So is Mandy and Sonia. Okay, so that takes them out That's also. Six, yeah. So that leaves. <laughs> yep, I think that's everybody. I think that's literally everybody, unless she's going to have a match with herself or someone from Raw were to jump to SmackDown. Why couldn't you have Dana Brooke just show up for a match on fucking uh, SmackDown? You know, the 205 people are there. Throw Maria out there to get her ass kicked. Oh, okay. I thought for a minute you are about to have TJP get kicked in the head. And yes. I was all for it. Also that. Can make that happen, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we we were teased with this Nia Jax, Dean Ambrose, intergender match for 24 hours. Let's yeah. just go ahead and run TJP against Oscar. You know, you Just have him bring his old manic costume so you you don't know it's him <laughs> and just let him get his fucking head kicked off into the third yeah. row. You have a whole roster of, uh, Maybe he'll of finally people. take the blue pill instead of the red pill after that. <laughs> a whole <laughs> roster kick. of people down in NXT. You could fly somebody up for a match, you know, for just to, just to put your champ on TV, just to have just remind people that she's there. Cause she's been an afterthought. Yeah. And this is, you know, obviously the problem with a, a two hour show and you have one of those hours is, is, gauntlet match for your for your main title i i understand that i do however uh you know zelina vega's there too uh, oh zelina vega's there too and i just remembered lana's there also oh yeah lana's there too so, yeah you know what you hate rusev and lana just have oscar murder <laughs> lana for yeah. 30 minutes live on television and then have her you know beat up rusev because you clearly don't don't see yeah, anything exactly exactly yeah. Fuck, just 
I don't know. There, there. My, my, my point is, there are options. Uh, they may not be, you know, the people we're used to seeing every week, but there are options. Nikki Cross. I don't think uh, she's been on Raw a lot, but I don't think they've ever yeah. settled on which brand. Apparently, these free agents who have all shit the bed in terms of how they're being pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, Sorry about your last names, Otis and Tucker. Yeah, the latest <laughs> Biggie's response was fucking great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Langston. Um, so yeah, th- th- there were options. It's just a little frustrating, you know. Maybe uh, there's some angle with her tonight. She clearly doesn't have a match, uh, or at least mm-hmm. hopefully Tuesday something pops off because it doesn't look like anybody from the SmackDown side is going to win this uh, these tag team women's tag team titles in that match. <laughs> no one's going to win in that match. Not and, anyone yeah, in it. Not, no, not nobody anyone watching at home. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and if, if rumor, internet rumors and scuttlebutt is to be believed, uh, WrestleMania is shaping up to be Asuka defending against Mandy Rose. Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of how I feel about that one there. Yeah. Uh, Not really setting the world on fire with that feud for WrestleMania. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Oscar. I I feel worse than Jimmy Uso and Naomi did riding around Detroit this week. Bro, listen. (laughs) Yes, Vince. (laughs) Oos, homeboy. Dude, <laughs> guy, pal, buddy. When, <laughs> when he took his shirt off to fight the cops, do you think he yelled, when I say oos, y'all say oh. Uh, uh, I'll fight you, fella. I just want to, I just, you know, I, <laughs> come on, dude. Like. Or do you think it was like the trading card thing where they had an open warrant for Jay and they accidentally tried to arrest Jimmy? Twin magic, baby. (laughs) It's got its ups and downs. (coughs) But when it's down, I'm going to square off with a cop. No, you never want to fucking engage a cop in hand-to-hand combat. Now, now look, I am 99% sure because it's Detroit. This is one of those fucked up situations where cops are pulling over people they shouldn't be pulling over because they notice one particular characteristic about the people in the nice car. But, but your response of, well, time to take off my shirt so we can throw down, A, the most professional wrestler response to any type of stressor. Yeah. B, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It's also kind of uh, the Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine route. You can't get food <laughs> on your shirt if you're not wearing a shirt. So you can't get blood on your shirt if you're not wearing a shirt, if you're squaring up with a cop. So I, I will say I did read that Naomi was driving the wrong way down the street or made a wrong turn or something, which prompted the uh, the whoop whoop, there's a the sign of the police yes. um, sort of thing. But s- still, yeah. Don't square up. First of all, stay in the car unless asked to leave the car. Yes. Second of all, leave your shirt on. <laughs> Number three, don't don't crack the neck and knuckles and square off with a fucking cop. Don't don't blast your own entrance music from the car stereo. It's <laughs> a bad move. Trin, Trin, hit my music. Trin, hit my music. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Glorious. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network New from the Rough House podcast, it's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss poorly sings the classics. That's the same arrangement out of bed. Something bumping, something bread from Roshamus. Plus other popular themes such as... I have voices in my brain. I have some thoughts. They talk to me. I say some shit. Bye, on Ha! And who could forget? You think you know who I am? Pow! Proud of thee! It is cloudy out, and they think there might be rain. I know, Christian, we're a tag team, and I think that we were vampires. That's a thing. You'll also get You know that I'm from America It is just south of Canada It is just north of Mexico Red, white, and blue We prefer white That's right, Justin Piss poorly sings the classics Including Horns, hip-hop my time is happening. My time is not right now. My time is happening. Hip hop. Hey, I'm a fucking marine. Here's a goddamn salute. Urgh, here's a shitty top kick. I'm Cena. And the legendary. <laughs> you think I'm cute? You know I'm sexy. I used to be partnered up with Marty Gennetti. Kicked him in the face. Then he was out of work. And I still had a job, and he fell on hard times. I'm just successful boy, successful boy. I'm so successful boy, successful boy. My best friend's Triple H. It's Triple H. I'm just successful boy. I wear camo. Plus, soon to be classics like. It's a big man. He's got some lie. This giant. He was thrown off a building in WCW, but he was okay. And then he came over and had long hair and tried his own catchphrase. Said that's the final word, but it didn't catch on, so he only did it once. And I'm here to show you. I'm here to show Got my hair done. I I had sex with Vicky and AJ. Both cool. I'm Ziggler. Here, show the world. Here, hey, look, world.
It's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. Available this Christmas at Sam Goody, Music Town, Empire Records, and The Wall. Pre-order now and receive Kristoff's Cat for no added fee. The Rough House Music. Destroying your childhood worse than Vince McMahon on a cocaine bender ever could.